right, good to see everybody. Hope you are doing good Thursday night. Let me just give a quick shout out to Marty uh, and Melinda from Ontario. I appreciate you guys. You sent me a letter. It just right. I was just about to read it right before. I started reading it right before. Love you guys. Appreciate all your support. Everybody that's on right now, love you. Appreciate you. Let me grab just a couple names here. If I can get this to work, which I can. There we go. Now it's working. Let me just say, uh, I've got Dwayne, Diana, Patricia, Cheyenne. God bless you guys. Iola, Birgit from PA watching. I love when you guys put the name. Vicky from Nebraska. Can't say your last name. So I got John. Love you, brother. I see you all the time. Hey, Robert. Love you from church. God bless you. Hey, Stephen. God bless you guys. Appreciate all you watching. Ronald from Arizona. Bless you guys. Really do appreciate you. Yoga and Nadine. Love you guys. Out in Africa, South Africa. God bless you. Kathy from Ohio. Ted from Georgetown, Kentucky. Ricky from right here in Inglewood, Florida. Just love all you guys. Really want you to know I appreciate you. A lot of times I'm trying to jam in so much information. I don't really take the time to say hey to everybody, but I want you to know that I appreciate you guys greatly. Well, good news here. 90 Minutes of Fury. Fauci has now given us permission to enjoy our holidays. Play it for me. I'm hearing from so many vaccinated people who feel as if, you know, there may be some personal rewards for getting vaccinated, but they still face all these restrictions and measures. Well, yes, that is just the reality of the situation. I mean, one thing that vaccinated people can feel comfortable, for example, let's take the holiday setting. You're with your family. You have grandparents and parents and children. When you get vaccinated and you have a vaccinated group and you are in an indoor setting, you can enjoy, as we have traditionally over the years, dinners and gatherings within the home with people who are vaccinated. And that's the reason why people should, if they invite people over their home, essentially ask and maybe require that people show evidence that they are vaccinated. So what's the difference? If you're vaccinated, you can spread the virus. If you are unvaccinated, you can spread the virus. So what's the difference? If you are vaccinated and you're sitting in a room, you can catch the virus from the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. So scientifically, and here's the thing, what that media, per, well, that media person should have asked right at that very moment was, well, let me ask you this question, Dr. Fauci. Explain to us the science behind the difference between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated coming into a room. Tell us the difference. We'd like to know, especially for those who are vaccinated, who are allegedly, why, why on earth do they need protection to begin with? But just besides that, for just a moment, explain to us the difference between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated walking into a room and, and the threat that they are to other people. Well, here's the Surgeon General basically outlining the same thing. Play it for me. Uh, but if you do as many families did, you get vaccinated and boosted, you use testing judiciously before you gather, you gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks mm -hmm. whenever you can in public indoor spaces, your risk can be quite low and your holidays can be quite fulfilling. That's what so many families experienced this past Thanksgiving. So you can have a fulfilling holiday if you are vaxxed, boosted, wear a mask, and go and make sure that you do your, your gatherings in highly ventilated area. That is the permission that's been given to us by the United States government and Anthony Fauci, N-I-A-I-D. That's who's, but that's, we have their permission now. You have to be vaxxed. You have to be boosted. You have to be masked. 
And once you do that, you need to make sure that you meet in a high, high, vent, high ventilation area, and then you can enjoy your holidays. Well, I have a response to that. Play the video for me. You can shove your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can shove your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can shove your vaccine mandates. Shove your vaccine mandates. Shove your vaccine mandates up your ass. There you go. And that's my response to it. None of it. I, I would just love for somebody in the media because none of these yahoos like Fauci or the Surgeon General, none of them will actually do an interview with a source that will ask them any questions whatsoever. Fauci would never appear on Tucker. He would never appear on Sean Hannity. He would never appear with Dan Bongino. He would never appear on any with Steve Bannon or anybody else that would ask him, explain the science, please. You have a room full of people. And a vaccinated person and an unvaccinated person are about to walk in, explain from the science which one is the greater threat and how. Explain that. Which one's the greater threat to the vaccinated? Which one is the greater threat to the unvaccinated? And the, diff- and the whole thing is, the whole simple explanation is, there is no different, difference whatsoever. If you want to be vaccinated, you're, you're that dumb that you want to inject yourself with an experimental gene therapy called an mRNA vaccination. Go right ahead, but please understand that you tr- transmit the virus just as much or more than somebody who is unvaccinated. So Dr. Fauci, please explain to all of us via the science how it is that the vaccinated are more of a threat to the vaccinated and the unvaccinated than the vaccinated are. Explain that to us, please. I am Tweet, New Hampshire. New Hampshire has seen, now this is, I just want you to see the true science behind it all. New Hampshire has seen a 99.9, has, has, a, has 99.9% of everyone over 12 at least partially vaccinated. Not, basically, 100% of the adults in the state have been at least partially vaccinated. And cases are the highest they've ever been. Ever been. And they have the highest case rate in the United States. But sure, politicians, vaccine passports will definitely fix everything. You put up the, do we have that graph? No, that's, that's it, right? Put it, make it as big as you can make it, just for a second. There you go. I'm gonna make sure everybody can see it. There's your, there's your date right there. May of this year, mask mandate lifted, and then they come back, and now they've got 99% of their population vaccinated, and the cases are the highest, you can bring it back to me, the highest they have ever been. So I would like somebody to explain the science behind it. If you're going to put institute vaccine mandates in every single state, in every single country on the globe, who is highly vaccinated, they have a high vaccination rate where their, their, their countries or their states are 70 plus percent vaccinated. Why is it that, now explain this, explain the science to me. Why is it that every country that is majority vaccinated and state has their cases going through the freaking roof? Explain that to me. And then the answer from Boris Johnson, from Joe Biden, from Scott Morrison, Dan Andrews, Angela Merkel is, let's vax more. Explain that to me. Let's go to the next, via the science, go to the next one. News, NBC News, CDC, I've been saying this for forever. This will all come out because we've prayed for it to come out. 
You need to specifically pray that all the lies would be exposed. Pick the specific lie and pray that the Holy Spirit exposes it to the world. CDC's COVID vaccination rates, I've been telling you for a long time. If you believe anything, first of all, if you believe anything that ever comes out of female Chucky's mouth, that's Jen Psaki, mouthpiece for Joe Biden. If you believe anything that comes out of her mouth, listen, I'm trying to be nice, but you're just flat out stupid. You're choosing to be purposely ignorant, which is stupidity. But when they come out and they say that they're, they're reaching towards or they're about to hit 80% of the adults are vaccinated in the United States, understand that those are bold-faced lies. Understand that. CDC's COVID vaccination rates appear inflated. Strange, isn't it? Very strange. Remember, the, these are the same people that tell you that there's 750 to 800,000 people that have died of COVID-19. Where the, If you actually go to the CDC website, and actually decipher their their information, their actual statistics that they put out, somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40,000 people have actually died of COVID exclusively. Almost with the average average death rate of COVID-19 in the United States is 78 to 80, depending on, so we'll go 79, depending on which sheet you look at. So the average age of COVID death in the United States, 79 years old. The average age of death in America is 77. Almost everybody out of, and this does not mean I'm not trying to sound harsh, but almost everybody out of their 750,000 people that would have died, that, that they put down as a COVID death, almost every single outside of about 30,000, 30,000 people died exclusively of COVID-19, which is, by the way, the standard for the flu. 30 to 80,000 Americans die per year of the flu since flu has miraculously disappeared now only COVID's killing people so the actual death rate if you look at their own data on the cdc's website what's actually exclusively killed people the numbers of uh, people that have died exclusively of COVID is around 30 to 40,000 a standard flu season they credit COVID with 750,000 deaths with an average age of death being 79 which is two years above the average age of death in America so most of those people had extreme comorbidities lots of them were already in hospice care lots of them had extreme comorbidities that their odds of surviving 2020 and 2021 were not good anyway and, mo- and a lot of them merely tested positive for COVID or were presumed to have COVID, which is the CDC prerequisite for determining whether somebody died of COVID or not. Not that they died of COVID symptoms, but that they were presumed by a, a physician to have COVID or they tested positive for COVID with a PCR test that it will no longer be used starting January 1st because it's highly unreliable. These same people are putting out these vaccination rates, which is why you end up with this. CDC's COVID vaccination rates appear inflated, experts say. Strange. Accuracy issues raise red flags because the data help plan and direct resources in the country's response to the pandemic. You can tell this is NBC's own headline right here because, of course, they soften the blow. This is a major problem. And you have the CDC actually putting out false vaccination data. It's, it's bad in every conceivable way. 
but I won't break into that because I don't have time. I am tweet. Again, more, more truth for you. Hospitalizations in Michigan are the highest they've ever been. Even with 94% of seniors partially vaccinated. So I know what you're thinking. And yes, of course, this is Ron DeSantis's fault. The lowest vaccination rate, I mean, the lowest COVID rate in the United States is Florida. Is Florida with no vaccine mandates, no masks mandates, no lockdowns. And here you go. There's the dates for you right there. Starting right there. The very peak is basically the end of November. Right there. Mass vaccinations, mass lockdowns, mask mandates, and these are the numbers that you get because you cannot vaccinate, you cannot mask against, you cannot vaccinate against, you cannot lock down against a mutational shift virus. That's why every country and every state on the planet that has a mass vaccination rate has a mass case rate among the vaccinated. Michael P. Sanger video, BioNTech CEO CEO says, three-dose vaccination just for Omicron. Play it for me. Yeah, particularly with the the data now coming for the Omicron variant, it is very clear uh, this, our vaccine for the Omicron variant uh, should be a three-dose vaccine. So great news for BioNTech. Just for Omicron, which, by the way, has only been found in vaccinated people and has killed no one. Now, though, again, so there's, again, and I know I've been on this for over a month. There's your absolute facts, right? Absolute facts is Omicron has killed no one, has only been found in the vaccinated, and is largely a very mild illness. Those are the facts. The response is a three-dose vaccination uh, regime. The three-dose vaccination. You're going to have to get three for a virus that's killed no one, is already in the vaccinated, only in the vaccinated so far, and is extremely mild. But you're going to have to have a three-dose vaccination routine. That's what you get. So your total would be, get the, this is fun, isn't it? If you're in Israel, your total vaccinations will be seven Seven. And if you're in the United States, it's five, but they're just now starting to boost. If you're Joe Biden and you've already been vaxxed twice, boosted once, then Joe Biden will be up to six. It will never end. As as BioNTech, big player at the World Economic Forum, big player at Event 201, as they get richer and richer and richer, along with Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates and all the patent holders to all these vaccines. It will never end. And I say this to you once again. The vaccine passport was not for, was not meant to serve the vaccine. The vaccine was meant to serve the vaccine passport. This was all to get to a place where every, every place that you walk into, every event that you go to, every plane that you board, every bus, every Uber, everything that you get into, you have to swipe your QR code for many reasons, both demonic and economic. 
That's been the reason to mark you, control you, suppress you and dominate you and separate you. That's what it's been about from day one so that the global elitists can reach into your pocket. And so the antichrist spirit can can usher in the mark of the beast that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And all the pastors in America are going to be preaching about wisdom this week, spiritual warfare this week, are going to be preaching about love again and marriage. And not one of them is preaching about the mark of the beast. They just ignore it because these are the same pastors and the same Christians that strapped lies on their face, locked down their homes, locked down their churches, and are now is, are all pimping and whoring the vaccines. Same people. Watch it. Listen, you might be thinking, everybody who wears the Christian label is an ally of mine. Not the case. For the time will come, the time will come, the time will come when there will be a great falling away. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three, they will betray and hate each other. Matthew chapter 24, 10 through 13. They will betray and hate each other because of the increase of wickedness. The love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Remember that not everybody who wears the Christian label is on your side. All right, which one are we on? I am tweet. Cases are taking off again in Rhode Island with 85% of the entire population and 94% of everyone 12 and up. Man, I, I just, to the parents, to the parents of a 13-year-old or a 12-year-old, why on earth would you vaccinate your child, Rhode Islander? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why would you ever do that when they have a seven to 20 times less percent chance of dying of COVID than the flu? But yet you go and you pump into your own child an experimental vaccine created by money grubbers and baby butchers. And you pump that into your child's veins when they have a statistical zero chance of dying of COVID and almost a zero chance of even a severe infection of COVID. Why would you do it? 94% of everyone 12 and up at least partially vaccinated, proving once again that this is a pandemic of unvaccinated Southerners. There you go. Put on the big screen for me. There you go. Here it is. There's the numbers. Right there, as of the end of November. Look how high their numbers are. Most vaccinated equals most cases. And when America decides whether the medical community comes along, or as we prayed, the Holy Spirit exposes it all, most of the hospitalizations, by the way, and most of the deaths are not the unvaccinated. They are the vaccinated. That will come out eventually. Breaking 9-11 video. Dr. Fauci, I would prefer. Now, remember, he used to make a lot of promises about vaccine mandates. Seems to be, uh, this is what they always do. They put out initially that they're against them. They all do that. They all say that. Even the health minister of Great Britain right now has come out. The former head of Deutsche Bank. Strange how that is, isn't it? Another WEF member. Deutsche Bank. 
highly linked to the International Monetary Fund, which is also part of the World Economic Forum, of course. That's the health director. Former head of Deutsche Bank is the health director of England. He is saying right now that he's against vaccine mandates, forced vaccine mandates. They all start like that so that they can get as many people vaccinated voluntarily until they come in and make it involuntary. Play it for me. Responsibility to get yourself and your family and indirectly then the community protected. So I would prefer and we all would prefer that people would be voluntarily getting vaccinated. But if they're not going to do that, sometimes you've got to do things that are unpopular, but that clearly supersede individual choices and are directed predominantly at the communal good. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about requirements. So there you go. Let's do Fauci again one more time. Tom Elliott video. Play it for me. In New York, we're seeing the the mayor introduce a vaccine mandate, the first of its kind for the private sector. Is this the kind of mitigation tool that you see in our future, in your professional opinion? You know, Francis, we no one likes to be mandating for people to do things that they might be hesitant to do. But quite frankly, you have to when you're in the middle of what we call a historic experience of the worst pandemic of a respiratory disease in the last hundred years, we have to put the communal responsibility ahead of individual preferences. So although no one, myself included, likes to be told what you have to do, sometimes if you don't come to the realization that it is good for yourself, for your family, and for the communal good, then mandates or requirements become necessary. So if you don't agree with me, that's fine for a while until we try all that we can to convince you. And then we're going to make it illegal for you not to agree with me. That's who Fauci has been from day one. That's who Deborah Birx is. That's who Joe Biden is. That's who many Republicans are. That's who all the Democrats are. That's who these people are. Understand that. It has never, this has been, I told you this, I told you a minute ago, this has never been about getting you vaccinated. This has been about getting you on a vaccine passport. That's what it's been about from day one. And again, I just want to congratulate all the Christians from back in uh, March of 2020, all of you lovers out there. I remember the, I remember the Facebook posts, love thy neighbor, Saving lives. This is the greatest pandemic in a hundred years. A 99.9% survival virus. But I digress for just a moment. All the lovers out there that closed your churches. You know, a lot lot of you con artists, pastors out there. You're you're pretending right now that you never closed and you never locked down. You've never come out and said you were wrong for doing those things. You're just now, you're you're acting like you're on my side of issues. Not, Not that I'm anything, it's just my side of issues. You're acting like that now, but you will be the first to close again. Those of you that did not repent. And you'll be the, listen, I'm telling you right now, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness. The love of most, those are the saved will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Matthew chapter 24, 10 through 13. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. You can see how they do it. 
Very easily you can see how they do it. All that needed to be presented to completely collapse the church in America, Australia, Canada, England, and all around the globe was a presentation of a very survivable virus. That's all that it took. And you don't think that a majority of Christians today would gladly take the mark of the beast? You've strapped on your masks, which is a precursor of it. You're vaxxed, which is a precursor of it. You had better repent now if you're one of those people. You need to repent. You need to come out and just say it out loud. I was freaking wrong. I never should have masked. I never should have quarantined day one, day two. Put out my stupid Facebook post of quarantine day one, quarantine day 37. Whatever it was that you did, your pastor, you locked down your church. You need to say to God, if you're a leader, you need to do it publicly. If you're not a leader, do it privately. Humble yourself before the Lord. Say, I was wrong. You must do that or you will fall for the very next thing. Now, remember, here's Fauci now saying, now for a while, if you don't agree with me, We'll just keep trying to pressure you, humiliate you, call you names, all those things. Even though every single state that's mass vaccinated has mass hospitalizations and mass cases. None of that matters, of course. We're going to say over and over and over again that even though it keeps all the statistical data says the more you vax, the more cases and deaths you have. That doesn't matter. We are going to stick with our narrative because it's never been about your health. But he's been saying from day one that he would never mandate, right? Remember that? Play the video for me. There's no secret that I feel that we should not have central mandates from the federal government. I don't see it on a national level, merely because of all the situations you have upon encroaching upon a person's freedom to make their own choice. But we don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. Definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. I'd be pretty surprised if you mandated it for any element of the general public. That has not happened ever, to my knowledge, at a national level. You're not going to see a central mandate coming from the federal government. That's not going to be, I believe, a centrally mandated process. You can mandate things, but... Enough of the lies that goes on for two minutes. He says over and over and over again, he would never mandate. That's just to soften you up. That's why to all these little demonic antichrists, what you have to do from the very moment they start to speak is silence them via your actions, via your non-compliance. Everybody keeps thinking. They give me 10 steps of compliance. And every time that I comply, they're going to ask less of me and take less of my freedom. By the time you get to number 10, there's another 37 steps that they have for you to continue to take away your freedom, which is antithetical to the word of God. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He sets you free to be free. Think about the depth of that statement. Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depths and riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. I'm speaking of Galatians 5, 1. It is for freedom. It is for the, for you to enjoy being free that he came to set you free. Always look at the people trying to take away your God-given rights. They are demonic. 
They are of people that are trying to put you in chains. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, Canadian church. Stand firm then, Inglewood, Florida churches. Florida churches. Easiest place to stand on the planet is the state of Florida. People credit Ron DeSantis. No, he should credit is Rodney Howard Brown. Rodney Howard Brown got arrested. We were about to get a universal lockdown measure. Ron, listen, I love Ron DeSantis. I can't say what he would have, would or would not have done. I don't know because I can't read somebody's heart. However, I do know this is we were heading that way like a snowball heading for you know where. But lo and behold, Rodney Howard Brown stood the only international figure that actually made a stand, stood and got arrested. And then lo and behold, about 36 hours later, churches were deemed essential in Florida. It's the easiest place in the world to stand. But you do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. The second part of Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. You must stand firm then. And not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Why did you ever put a mask on? Why did you ever lock down? Why are you vaccinating? Why are you pimping and whoring vaccinations? Because you think that as you give in and as you comply, they're going to back off of you. No demon out of hell will ever back off of you. Please read the book of Revelation. All right, Matt, preschool diploma. Illinois is one of six states with a statewide mask mandate. Statewide mask mandate can't go anywhere without your precursor to the mark of the beast. Illinois is also one of six states according, uh, accounting for more than half of current increase in COVID hospitalizations. Illinois, Illinois, Illinoisians, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Illinoisans, I don't know how to pronounce that. Wake up, mask mandates do nothing. It's seasonal and geographic, which is correct. Hit Florida, the warm states first, and then it goes to the cold states when people are going and spending time inside. Why does it happen in Florida first? When do Floridians go inside? The opposite of the northern states. It's hot down here, we go inside. It's cool for you up there, you don't have to go inside. Now when it gets cold up there, you all go inside, and now all the rates go up because 76% of all COVID cases are caught in one's own home, and Joe Biden tells you to do what? Anthony Fauci tells you to do what? Boris Johnson tells you to do what? Angela, Angela Merkel tells you to do what? Justin Trudeau tells you to do what? Go inside. That's who these people are. Have them explain the science to you of a lockdown for a mutational shift virus, of wearing a mask, where a COVID-19 particle is 0.06 to 0.14 microns, the best mask on, a plant, on the planet, an N95 mask, can only block particles about two and a half times that size. Not even close. Though they tell you to wear a mask, and again, there's the absolute fact they just gave you on the micron data, and here's their response. Put a mask on. Cases going through the roof for, of the vaccinated in your country, they're, 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 that's the absolute fact, and their response is what? Go get the booster. Because it's, it's the delusion of our time, nonsensical responses to factual data. All right, let's change up. Go, well, not really changing up, but talking more about the vax. Bruce Party tweet. This is, oh, this, this is about the FDA. This is about the FDA. So the FDA takes 108 days to authorize the Pfizer vaccine. 108 days. 
Do you know how long it took them? They all talk about the measles vaccine. The measles vaccine was in existence. And the mumps vaccine, it's, they're blurred in my mind, were in existence for five to 16 years before they were ever FDA approved. Not the Pfizer vaccine. It took them 108 days to do it, and, and it was in existence for less than a year. 108 days to, to, to authorize the Pfizer vaccine. Now, they want 75 years. By the way, I put this out. I think it was probably a month ago, if that. It was 55 years that they were asking for a month ago. Now they want 75 years to release the data about how on earth in 108 days they approved the Pfizer mRNA vaccination. Read the bottom. The U.S. FDA doubles down asking a federal judge to further delay. Now, this is what I tell you guys. Forget about, I'm not saying all protests. I'm saying this to make an extreme point. Forget about the protesting. Forget about marching on the streets. Forget about all of that. And we need to coagulate huge sums of money for both media exposure and lawsuits. Because we can't allow the FDA to slow roll out their information over a 75-year period. 75 years, that's what they want. They want you to wait 75 years. The U.S. FDA doubles. This is all facts. This is not conspiracy theory. They are in a federal court saying, we don't want, why would you not want to release information? Because everyone practicing evil hates the light who on earth said that jesus christ in john chapter 3 verse 20 for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light unless their deeds be exposed why on earth i mean it's simple the audacity of these people is absolutely huge it's unexplainable the audacity of of these human beings i mean you think about it the nih removes off their website right when Anthony Garden Gnome Fauci is testifying before the Senate about gain-of-function research. Lo and behold, NIH, whom he works for, removes gain-of-function off of their website. The audacity of these people is truly unbelievable. But here you have them saying, we want 75 years to really... Why, if you don't have anything to hide... Why are you not just putting it out right now? I will. I'll put out any information. You want all, You want tax information on Foundation Church? Certainly, no problem whatsoever. You want to know what it is that I've spent the money on? No, Foundation Church, no problem whatsoever. I No, none. I have nothing to hide because I'm not practicing evil. Everyone practicing evil hates exposure, hates the light. Remember that verse, John chapter 3, verse 20. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. The U.S. FDA doubles down asking a federal judge to further delay the full release of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine data instead of 2076. That's what I told you a month ago, and I was astounded by that. I'm like, 2076? 2076? Now they want until 2096 to release their data. Why would that be if they have nothing to hide? And then all you Christians pump your veins full of their vaccination. All you, all you conservatives pump your veins 
Full of the, this is the, all of them. I, I'm telling you right now, and I, I don't like attacking them. I really don't because I agree with 90% of what they say. But the Christians, the Christians and the conservatives that you see on TV saying, just want you to know, you know, I'm not anti-vax or anything. I'm vaccinated. My family's Ben Shapiro. My family's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. My parents are vaccinated. Really? From an FDA, that's who you trust. The FDA who you hate in all other scenarios of your life. The CDC, which by the way is the ones, the, the, the NIH has their bioethics board, which is headed up by Anthony Fauci's wife, are the ones who do the FDA approvals. So all of you conservatives out there pumped your veins full of this mRNA vaccination. In every other area of life, you despise these people. And rightfully so. They're baby butchers. They're socialists. They let men in women's restrooms. They're the Loudoun County School Board that allows a serial rapist to go from one school to another, acting, saying that he's a woman so that he can go into a woman's restroom and rape and sodomize other girls. I mean, rape and sodomize girls, he himself being a man, of course. You hate all of them. Pfizer is part of the World Economic Forum, which you hate. And then you take their vaccine. I, I, I do not understand you people. I don't understand it. But understand this, I am all for your redemption. If you've pumped yourself full of this toxin, understand that I will gladly pray for you to get it out of your body in Jesus' mighty name. Let's do that right now. If you've you've taken this vaccination and you don't want it in your body anymore, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I don't pray long prayers, so don't jump off the show. It's going to be very simple. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 14, 14. So let's pray right now for all those who want it, that have taken this vaccine. Lord, we receive out of the covenant of Jesus, the leaching out of this mRNA vaccination. And we receive the healing of all the damage that it did. If there was any damage at all, we receive all of this to occur right now in the covenant of Jesus done. See, for those of you who like to pray long lengthy prayers, with King James language, understand that you're doing the exact opposite of what Jesus did. You ever read Matthew chapter eight, all of his miracles? Miracles are, it's very easy. The first miracle in Matthew chapter eight, verses two and three was the leper. Second miracle was the centurion. The third miracle was Peter's mother-in-law. And the fourth miracle were the demon possessed that were brought to him at the, at the evening time. He drove out the, I'll go in reverse order now. He drove out the, going from Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17, he drove out the spirits with a word. He healed Peter's mother-in-law by laying his hand on her arm and said nothing. He said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And he said to the leper, I am willing, be clean. That was the end of his prayers. If he prayed at all, it was like three or four words. All you need to do is stand in the word of God and do that tonight. If you took that vaccine and you just prayed that prayer, you are healed, you are restored, and that toxin is out of your body. So the FDA takes 108 days to authorize this vaccination. Here's Alex Jones on it. Play it for me. FDA now says Pfizer clinical data will take 75 years to release. So at first, they said 75, uh, 55 years, excuse me. Then a federal court said, no, you've got to start releasing 30 pages every few days they'll still take 100 years and now they want 75 years and and, and if you're a new listener this is not the onion if you're driving down the road hearing this I, i i'm not joking this isn't satire it's totally safe and effective 
emergency authorization, and now that we've injected millions of people, and now we know what the real numbers are, we're not going to release them. But they did last week release a tranche, 30 pages, and it talked about thousands of dead in just the first weeks of the rollout and m massive, just over-the-top uh, increases in spontaneous abortions, that's what they call a miscarriage now, everything the experts warned it would do, on and on and on, heart attacks, blood clots. And now the FDA says 75 years. Let me just read these headlines. FDA now says Pfizer clinical data will take 75 years to release. FDA says it now needs 75 years to fully release Pfizer COVID vaccine data. Wow. It's a life expectancy to make sure everybody they've injected is already dead. Japan Health Ministry warns Moderna and Pfizer COVID vaccine causing heart inflammation in young people, pulling it off the market. Wow. But, oh, they're not the UN, so I'm sure Facebook and Twitter will censor that. In fact, they are. Even the American Heart Association isn't allowed to warn you. I mean, what do you think you are? There you go. Just wanted you to see another viewpoint. Phil Kirpin tweet. FDA, here they are again. Here they are again. FDA just authorized third shots for 16-year-olds who have a statistical zero chance of dying of COVID. Zero chance. Without convening its expert advisory panel. So they just do whatever they want now. This is just like the Biden administration. Eviction moratorium overturned by the courts because it's unconstitutional. Vaccine mandates on private citizens overturned by the courts because it's unconstitutional. FDA now approves vaccines without actually impaneling their advisory panel, without actually going to their advisory panel. The panel would have voted no and the FDA would have ignored them. So this saves some time, which by the way, is what happened the last time. But they don't care. And, and everyone will go, it's, it's FDA approved, including consistent Christians and conservatives who are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. You think that you're going to concede your way into freedom. Good luck with that. Look where we are. Look what your concession did, COVID caving Christian. Look at where, if you're not, I hope you're paying attention to the news so you can take full credit for COVID camps in Australia because it belongs to the church. Because the church is a shining city on a hill and everybody looks up to it, whether they acknowledge it or not. There's a reason why they come after Christians. It's because Christians are the winning team. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. That's why they come after us. They're not coming after the Muslims because nobody wants what they have. They're not going after the Buddhists or the New Agers because nobody wants what they have. They look at you and they may despise you, but inwardly they want what you have. And they looked at the church and the church bent over and grabbed their ankles. And as I always say, I mean that in the strictest proctological sense. And I mean that. Hey, Dagger, to a video. Schools vaxes kids without parental consent, which is the plan. Play it for me. Horrifying reports tonight that a school in California has given students powerful, essentially untested drugs without their parents' consent. The school apparently offered students an incentive to be quiet about it, to hide it from their parents. Dr. Trace Gallagher has this story for us tonight. Hey, Trace. Hey, Tucker. Imagine Maribel Duarte's surprise when her 13-year-old son came home from school saying he got vaccinated in exchange for a piece of pizza. 
For the record, Mrs. Duarte isn't against vaccines. She's vaccinated, but her son has asthma and she doesn't feel the vaccine is right for him. Watch. The lady that gave him the shot and signed the paper was the one that told my son, please do not say anything. I don't want to get in trouble. It hurt it to know that he got a shot without my permission, without me even knowing or signing any papers for him to get the shot. Anything the L.A. school district, which is already fighting two vaccine mandate lawsuits, won't comment on the case, but it did offer up a word salad that has nothing to do with the question. Quoting here, the district introduced the Safe Schools to Safe Steps incentive program throughout L.A. Unified Schools. This program offers incentives to families who upload proof of their vaccine, have an approved medical exemption, or have conditional admissions. The statement says nothing about pizza for shots. And maybe, as legal experts say, that's because kids can't legally accept that trade and schools can't legally offer it. It's worth noting this happened at Barack Obama Academy in South Los Angeles, a public school with 100% minority enrollment and, according to U.S. News and World Report, among the worst performing schools in California. Only 5% of students are proficient in math. A school administrator reportedly told KNBC in Los Angeles he thinks the 13-year-old is not telling the truth, except that 13-year-old now has a card proving he got vaccinated. Tucker. Unbelievable. Trace Gallagher, thanks so much. So the school board member says that the kid's lying, but he has his vaccine passport now. And again, let's just break this down. Barack Obama Academy, of course, it is, this is the epitome of the Democratic Party. The worst performing school in the district, of course, is Barack Obama, is the Barack Obama Academy, where no white people are allowed. No, Again, that's I'm not talking about white people would make it perform better. I'm talking about the institutional racism that is the Democratic Party. You, you, you go and you, you just follow the playbook of the Democratic Party and it ends up in mass totalitarianism where you have a 13-year-old being vaccinated. They do not even have the right to be vaccinated. Let me attack the mother. What are you doing, mom? She looked like she was in her 30s. Why are you getting vaccinated against a virus who has a statistical zero chance of killing you? What are you doing? You do, you're, the, you're at fault for this. You, you complied, didn't you? You complied and you complied. And now the very people that you complied to offered your kid a slice of pizza for a vaccination. And he took it at the worst performing school in the district. The Democratic Party in a nutshell. Love this video. Play it for me. Five and a half. Oh, that's great because the FDA said that anybody five years old and older can get this shot. Thank you for being so brave and helping keep your family and your friends safe. And for doing your part, you'll get this beautiful balloon as a treat. What do you think about that? I like it. it it's a pretty nice balloon, huh? First, I need to explain a few things to get your informed consent. Is that okay? Yes. Great. First, this treatment is an experimental gene therapy, which contains formaldehyde, mercury, aborted fetal tissue, and synthetic mRNA. It has never been tried in human beings before. Is that okay with you? Yes. Next, I need to inform you that there are possible side effects. These side effects, Julie, include heart attacks, stroke, blindness, anaphylaxis, 
miscarriage, convulsions, seizures, transverse myelitis, and blood clots. Is that okay? Do you understand? Yes. I also need to inform you that these injections do not prevent infection or transmission, and they only can reduce symptoms. Do you understand? Yes. Great. Finally, you need to know that the software that is being installed into your body induces a long-lived antibody response, which actually competes with your natural immune system and makes you more vulnerable to other diseases. This change is permanent, Julie. Do you understand? Yes. Great. So now that I have your informed consent, here's the balloon as we promised. We are ready to help you save lives with this injection. I have to let you know that the FDA has not approved this injection and that the manufacturers are not liable if you become sick or ill from this injection. Do you understand? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> I win. There you go. All right, townhall.com. Let's focus on all things Biden for just a moment. A reporter asked, a reporter asked female Chucky about Amtrak. Play it for me. Uh, Amtrak, which we know is near and dear to the president's heart, uh, announced that they will potentially have to cut some long-distance routes uh, because they don't have enough employees to operate when the federal mandate takes effect. And that's despite them reporting on the Hill today that 94% of their employees are vaccinated overall. Um, Amtrak got $66 billion from the infrastructure deal, and now they're talking about having to make cuts. Is this policy undermining the president's own legislation? Well, first I would say, and you touched on this, Jackie, but it's great news that 94% of Amtrak's workforce is vaccinated. That is... So there you go. I'm not going to let her sit there and lie to you for the next minute. First of all, I read to you the article earlier. The CDC or anybody reporting on vaccination rates do not believe a word of it, especially big companies. Even though Amtrak's a failing company, it's a multi-billion dollar company. Obviously, just got $66 of your taxpayer dollars. But you think that they're going to honestly report their vaccination rates? Have you ever known a bank that was honest? Have you ever known a multinational company, an international company that was actually honest? But regardless, there you have it, that Amtrak, over and over again we've seen this, whether it's Southwestern Airlines or other airlines having to cut routes, whether it was, it's it's the... the backup of all the ships off the coast of Los Angeles, the supply line shortages, the trucking shortages, all of that because of their vaccine mandates. Absolute fact presented to female Chucky. And what she says is absolute nonsense in response. The reason why they're having to cut routes is because they do not have the employees. Why don't they have the employees? A, because of vaccine mandates. B, because so many people have been receiving government checks for the last 21 months of 15 days to flatten the curve that lots of people are never coming back to work again. Because they've been trained, all you pastors have noticed that too with your empty churches after you trained your people not to attend church for 20 months or however long you closed your doors. That's the reason why long distance routes are being shut down with Amtrak. Let's go to the next one. Liz Harrington tweet. 81 million votes most in history. Focus on the bottom. This is from the Boston Herald. Certainly not a bastion of right-wing conservatism. Biden re-election poll shows dismal 22% support. Now, I'm 53 years old. I will tell you this. 
I have never seen a poll like that for a sitting president ever. And now this is, I'm telling you this because we are winning. He's lost every lawsuit that he's been all of his, all three levels of his vaccine mandates, whether it was companies over hundred employees, whether it was medical workers or federal contractors, all three of them have injunctions sitting on them right now. He cannot, you know, Jen Psaki talks about the vaccine mandates for the companies with over hundred employees starts on January 1st. Uh-uh, Jen, it ain't going to happen. It will be stopped. It has already been stopped. So look at this. We are winning. I, I know that if you look at the mainstream media, which you shouldn't be looking at, you need to follow a bunch of reliable conservative people, Liz Harrington being one of them, on social media, they will give you the true news. Bi- Biden re-election poll shows dismal 22% support. We are winning. Harris sinks to 12%. And I mean, I... I'm wondering who the stupid people are that at the 22 and 12%. The numbers are cringeworthy, 22% and 12%. That's the support for President Biden and his VP, Kamala Harris. And allegedly, they received 81 million votes. Yeah, right. We are winning. Breaking 9-11 video. Watch her reaction. Play it for me. Go ahead. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Jen. Uh, The Biden administration today put out a big report about addressing corruption. I want to ask you two quick and hopefully pretty easy questions about that. Uh, Shortly after President Biden's uh, virtual meeting with the Chinese president, uh, the first son's attorney said that he has finally divested from a Chinese investment fund controlled by state-owned entities. I was hoping you could commit to uh, basic transparency about that transaction including the name of the buyer, the dollar amount, and the timing. And the second question is, my colleague Miranda Devine has a new book out called uh, The Laptop from Hell, and I was hoping that you could confirm that the laptop is indeed authentic um, and not Russian disinformation, as you seem to suggest on Twitter last year. Well, uh, on the first, uh, the president's son is not an employee of the federal government, so I'd point you to his representatives. And as it relates to the book, I have neither, neither had the time nor interest in exploring or reading the book. Go ahead, the Tina. Attorney go ahead, Tina. I, I think I answered your question. Go ahead. You, you can go to the representative of the person who's not an employee of the federal government. Go ahead, Tina. I think we have to move on. Go ahead. No, actually, Chucky, you didn't answer either question, so let me go over one of them that you didn't answer. He asked you, are you willing now to call the laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop, are you willing to call it legitimate, since it is, because you called it Russian disinformation during the election. And by the way, of course, let me just say, the FBI has had this laptop since November of 2020, which would have completely exonerated Donald Trump in his impeachment the the worthless second impeachment. But anyway, so no, the first impeachment. So November of 2019, first impeachment, I apologize. It would have completely exonerated him. So she doesn't answer the question. Are you willing to say everyone practicing evil hates the light, does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed? Jesus, John chapter three, verse 20. Are you willing to say it's legitimate? Simple question. Because you called it, you were a liar. You're a propagandist, gaslit liar. Not a year ago. He's calling it Russian disinformation. Of course, she refuses to answer. Now, here's an interesting video from Peasant Journalist. Why have zero members of Congress thought about questioning our director of national intelligence, Avril, Avril Haines, who sat on 
the board at Event 201. Play it for me. But generally, I mean, I would say the disinformation, the line between disinformation and misinformation is not always an easy one to find. Mm -hmm. And the reality is the greatest, uh, you know, way to impact it, in my experience, is not to let it sit. So in other words, find your trusted interlocutors that are capable of saying this is not acceptable. This is, in fact, the truth. Here's the information. Mayor. So the videos, I mean, the audio is horrible, but that's event 201. And that is our current director of national intelligence who is sitting on the Bill and Melinda Gates and World Economic Forum coronavirus war game scenario seminar called event 201 two months prior to the discovery of COVID-19, which was formed in the Wuhan Institute of Virology which was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, funded by Anthony Fauci through EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak. And then lo and behold, they have a war gaming scenario. We can remember, keep that in mind. Bill and Melinda Gates, Anthony Fauci, the CCP, and the United States government formed, actually produced via gain-of-function research, the COVID-19 virus, And then the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, the purveyors of vaccines, the purveyors of vaccine passports. Then two months before anybody had ever even heard of COVID-19, have a coronavirus war game scenario seminar in October of 2019. And now somebody speaking there about misinformation while all of us are being banned off of all the social media platforms for disinformation and misinformation, all the while they're the ones are the, they're the ones that are putting out all the dis and misinformation. She is now the director of our national intelligence over the CIA. That's who this woman is. And she was at event 201 war gaming against the coronavirus. Nobody had ever heard of strange, isn't it? Uh, and, and this is all just, uh, you, know, uh, you know, conspiracy theory, right? No, folks, it's been in the works from the beginning. It's not about the vaccines. It's not about the coronavirus. It's about the mark of the beast. And the precursor to the mark of the beast is the vaccine passport. The vaccine passport is not to get you to get vaccinated. The vaccination is to get you to get the vaccine passport. That's what it's been about from day one. And congratulations to all the COVID caving Christians that have ushered this in. Nice work, lovers of men. Great work. All right, pick secure the vote. Secure the vote. This is George. Uh, uh, let me see if I got this article buried somewhere. Uh, I lost my article. But anyway, this is just an article about... Jordan Futz, Gabriel Sterling, Brad Raffensperger in Georgia, all strongly affiliated with a law firm. If I find the article and I go through my stuff here, I'll read it to you. But they're all affiliated with a law firm that elects Democrats. And these people were huge, hugely involved with the debacle in Georgia. Remember who Brad Raffensperger is. That's the guy in the bottom in the suit and tie with glasses on the gray hair in the bottom right hand corner. Brad Raffensperger met with Mark Elias from Perkins Coie six months before the election. And, and they're the ones who changed the, how that you could dispute a vote. They made it impossible 
to dispute a vote. It would take like hours to dispute one vote. That's why rejected ballots went down like two to 300%. All because of Brad Raffensperger. And that's why Georgia went for Biden. And that's why Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff are currently senators instead of Purdue and Loeffler. That's why these people right here. Go to the next one. Breitbart News tweet. Just 16% of American adults strongly approve of President Biden's job performance. Only 22% approve at all. Only 16%. And who are those stupid idiots that actually strongly approve of Biden's performance? What do they strongly approve of? I, I'm just curious. Is it the 40, that 40% of all dollars right now 40% of all currency was printed under the regime of Joe Biden, causing hyperinflation. Have you ever thought about that? Just like Barack Obama, he actually accumulated $11 trillion of debt, more debt in his presidency than all other presidents combined. We started off when he took over as president at $8 trillion in debt from the horrific job of George W. Bush. George W. Bush inherited $1 trillion worth of debt from Bill Clinton. He transformed it into $8 trillion. Barack Obama said that was un-American. And then, just like Joe Biden said, that, that Donald Trump should lose his job because of all the people that died of COVID, Joe Biden will beat Donald Trump's total by 150000 so Barack Obama accumulates $11 trillion worth of debt. So he walks in with eight, leaves with $19 trillion worth of debt. And now Joe Biden, in 11 months, not even 11 months, has printed 40% of all the currency in the United States. 40% in 10 months. Think about that. That's where we're at. Is that what the 16% approve of, I wonder? I pick Save America, here's Donald Trump's statement. It's all things Biden, remember? That's the section of the show we're in right now. In case you missed it, China first. Biden-linked CCP oil firm hits record production amidst Keystone Pipeline cancellation. Despite all of the anti-China rhetoric that occasionally the Biden administration will spew, always remember the 2014, uh, 2014 flight. Always remember the flight with Hunter and Joe on Air Force Two flying into Beijing. Hunter leaves with consultancy fees with a $1.5 billion contract for his consultancy fees for a CCP controlled bank. And again, I just ask, what exactly would Hunter Biden be consulting on? Exactly. I mean, and now everything goes China's way. Isn't it funny how right now in Afghanistan, you have the People's Liberation Army. The Afghan army is called the People's Liberation Army. Just like it's called in China. Funny how that works, isn't it? Also, China is now in multi-trillion dollar negotiations with Afghanistan for their mineral rights. Strange how that works. They're also in negotiations with the Arab Emirates of Afghanistan, which was Afghanistan, for Bagram Air Force Base. Strange how that all works out. Strange how 
Joe Biden transformed the People's Liberation Army of the Emirates of Afghanistan into the 26th largest army on the planet in two weeks with $86 billion worth of our equipment. What was it between Italy and Germany, Aaron? Do you remember? Yeah, like I think it's Germany's 25. Now the Arab Emirates of Afghanistan is 26 and Italy is 27. Those, that's how the armies rank throughout the world. Funny how everything benefits China, isn't it? Very strange, very odd. When Hunter walks back with a $1.5 billion consultancy fee contract from a CCP-controlled bank. Strange, isn't it, how that works out? New York Post tweet, mass starvation. Great job, Joe Biden, once again. Great job. Mass starvation lubes in Afghanistan. If the kids aren't starving to death, they're being sold into sexual slavery. Great job, Joe Biden. While there's still hundreds of Americans and green card holders and allies in Afghanistan, right now nobody talks about it. There's Americans in Afghanistan, Americans in Afghanistan that cannot leave. There are our translators and our allies being butchered in the streets. And Joe Biden will go off to Delaware this weekend and go ride his bike with his stupid bike hat on while kids are starving to death in Afghanistan and being raped and tortured and while our allies are being raped and tortured. They don't care. This is why when you present a picture of a child in a womb to a Democrat, they're perfectly fine with butchering that person because they hate humanity. Remember, always remember, I use this verse every single podcast. I know it's redundant and it's on purpose. Always follow the lies and follow the money. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. These people are all follow the bodies. They created the virus that has killed lots of people. They created the solution to the virus, the vaccination, which is now killing hundreds of thousands of people. They created the lockdowns, which has caused three to four hundred thousand three hundred four three hundred to four hundred million people to starve to death. They butcher the unborn to the tune of sixty million per year, two million per year in the United States alone. The number one cause of death in the black community is abortion. Follow the bodies. And you'll find the demons, which is the demon rat Democratic Party. John Data racist, Data's racist Cordillo tweet. Meanwhile, da- during Biden's nap, Putin's in India. Meanwhile, Russia and India signed a number of agreements during Putin's visit to New Delhi on Monday, including a deal for India to produce 600,000 AK-203 Kalashnikov assault rifles. Resnev also signed a deal with the Indian Oil Corporation to supply up to 2 million tons of oil through the port of not even going to try by the end of 2022. Great work, Joe Biden. Great work, Democrats. And by the way, the reason why Joe Biden is in office, in case for those of you that hate Joe Biden, but you're the ones who caved to COVID, 
Understand that the reason why Joe Biden is in office is because conservatives caved, caved including John, Donald Trump himself. That's why Joe Biden's in office, because you validated what they were saying, their propagandist gaslighting. That was COVID-19 is an existential threat to human life. COVID-19 is the second coming of the Black Plague. So then you, you actually validated the need for elections that weren't in person. And that's why Joe Biden is president. Understand that it was you. I don't I can hold you accountable as long as you repent. You need to repent. Take heed to yourselves. So if your brother sins against you, forgive him. If he repents. That's, that's, Luke, that's Luke chapter 17, verse 3. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, Forgive him. Now, you didn't sin by locking down. I'm just saying that you need to turn. You need to knock it off or you're going to do it again. The Hill video, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Just again, all things Biden, but we're going to different different stories. This is about the 1-6 one, the one six insurrection. Play it for me. So we know that approximately 90% more of Antifa BLM rioters have been, have been released from jail. Their charges have been dropped. We know that in cities across America, there have been over $2 billion in damage. But here at the Capitol on January 6th, it's approximately $1.5 million. There's a clear difference. But yet we have a January 6th committee that Nancy Pelosi is leading that is nothing but a political witch hunt on Republicans and Trump supporters all across America and anyone that was at the Capitol on January 6th. What's happening to these people being held in custody is wrong, it's unconstitutional, it's a violation of their rights, and it is an abuse that I call on every single member of Congress to start paying attention to. Anybody who actually committed crimes on 1-6, I'm all in favor of them being charged, but as a cop for 22 years myself, 1992 to 2017, almost everybody languishing in the D.C. Metro Jail in solitary confinement, not receiving proper medical care, not receiving a proper defense attorney, not receiving a proper defense period, not receiving the 14,000 hours of video surveillance footage that could exonerate them, that's being suppressed by the FB freaking I, these people need to be treated like Americans, regardless. Most of them are being charged with misdemeanor crimes, including unlawful parading. If they committed an actual crime, an actual trespass crime, vandalism, whatever it may be, they should have been already tried and released. Who sits in jail? I arrested a guy that slashed another guy's throat and he was out of jail in three years. These people have been sitting in jail for almost a year for unlawful parading? In solitary confinement, they're not allowed to get a haircut. They're not allowed to see a doctor. They're sitting in mold. They don't get fed properly. This is America, folks. Regardless of the crime they committed, which were all misdemeanors, they should be being treated fairly. Think about 14,000 hours worth of video surveillance footage that is not being afforded to your defense. Think about that. That's where we are at. This is Joe Biden's America. This is why you don't strap a mask on your face. This is why you don't quarantine super soccer quarantine Christian mom, because this is the tyranny that you usher in as you comply. Real America's voice switching to Kamala Harris. Now, Steve Gruber show play for me. Yeah. Yeah. More bad press coming out of Vice President Kamala Harris's camp, and she can't seem to get something positive in the press if she tried. And I'm quite sure she has been trying. Simone Sanders, a Harris senior advisor and chief spokesperson 
announcing she's out, leaving the job, but made sure to say it wasn't because of the VP, just that she had earned a break. Harris's communications director, Ashley Etienne, also resigned before Thanksgiving with reports that more advisors are planning to resign from the VP's office soon. Jen Psaki asked about all the departures. Here's her take on it. Working on a presidential campaign, I maybe covering one too, I would say, to be fair, and uh, working in the first year of a White House is exciting and rewarding, but it's also grueling and exhausting. It's all of those things at once. Uh, and many of the team members you're referencing, and I would just note uh, there has been one an announcement about Simone Sanders departing, but there hasn't been official announcements about others. So I would leave it to them and the vice president's team to make any additional announcements. But in my experience, and if you look at past precedent, uh, it's natural for staffers who have thrown their heart and soul into a job to uh, be ready to move on to a new challenge after a few years. Ah, yeah, maybe after a few years, Jen, like you say, but it hasn't been a few years for a lot of these people. In fact, the VP hasn't even been there for 11 months. And now, former staff of the vice president are speaking out, calling her a bully, saying she is the common denominator as to why staffers are fleeing. The VP has also been described as a soul-destroying individual as a manager. I don't think that's a compliment. But other staffers in the VP's office say nothing to see here, like David Jins, Deputy Director for Operations. Here's what he put out on Twitter. So there you go, Kamala Harris. Now here's the next thing. Here's from Kamala Harris. Now she's having mass exodus from her office, calling her a bully and actually calling her unprepared and actually somebody who lacks confidence. Jesse Smollett, those are all quotes from the Washington Post. Jesse Smollett, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. That was an attempted modern day lynching. No one, this is still up on our Twitter feed. No one should have to fear for their life because of the se their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. There you go. Next one up, American Ally. American Ally should be next. Oh, that's it? It's a, oh, it's a video. Play it for me. It feels like if I had said it was a Muslim, or Mexican, or someone black, I feel like the doubters would have supported me a lot much more, a lot more. And that says a lot about the place that we are in our country right now. Now I want you to notice the sincerity of these people's ability to lie. Notice the sincerity. I mean, I know that Smuyer there is an actor, but I always, always notice how they are able to pour their heart in their false sincerity into their bold-faced lies. Well, here's the latest news. Of course, most of you know this. He was found he was found guilty today. Convicted. Jury finds Jesse Smollett guilty of five of six charges. He lied. Staged racist, homophobic attack in Chicago. Now, the one thing that I will say about this is it's absolutely a shame. Like I said with the Rittenhouse case, it is a shame that we have to rejoice in something that is just so easy. That's something that is absolutely without question. It was absolutely without question that he staged this entire thing. I'm not going to go through all the evidence, but it was absolutely without question. And Kim Fox, the district attorney in Chicago, absolutely let him completely and totally off the hook until Kim Fox elected by... George Soros, that's not right-wing conspiracy. He donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to her campaign. 
So he, she was elected by George Soros. She let him completely off the hook. And then her boss actually impaneled a non-biased group of legislators, group of attorneys who actually looked into this case, which ended up enabling the uh, a different district attorney to charge him with six, six different violations. He's facing three years in prison for the convictions. That's where we're at. Now, it's just a shame that we have to rejoice in something that is just so obvious. This case should have been, I mean, there's absolutely no question. It should have been tried by Kim Fox. This is now, this is how long ago did this occur? I think it's been three years, somewhere in that neighborhood. It's been a three year long case. This is, this should have long since been done. And now we're three years later rejoicing. In fact, it's the same thing with Rittenhouse. It's absolutely, you have the video footage. It's self-defense in the one shooting that you didn't have the video footage. You had two eyewitnesses telling you it was self-defense and partial video footage exonerating them again. There never should have even been charges. Again, absolute fact responded to with absolute nonsense by the district attorney in that case who's a complete idiot. Now, Dave Chappelle has some things to say about Jesse Smouye. Play it for me. Just afraid of being attacked happens to the best of us. Don't ever forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smouye, he's a very French, very famous French actor. Y'all never heard of Juicy Smouye? Juicy Smouye is an actor from France. And he became famous on a show called Empire. One night, he was in Chicago late at night and was the victim. <laughs> he was the victim of a racist and homophobic attack. You see, Juicy Smouye is gay and he is black, not just French. Oh, it was a crazy story. Apparently, when he was walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows uh, with MAGA hats on, beat him up, tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. This shit like international news. And everybody was furious, especially in Hollywood. It's all over everybody's Twitter feed and Instagram page. Justice for Juicy and all this shit. The whole country was up in arms. He was talking about it all the time on the news. And, and for some reason, uh, African-Americans, we were like oddly quiet. <laughs> we were so quiet about it that the gay community started accusing African-American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. What they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence. <laughs> because we understood that this it was clearly lying. 
None of these details added up at all. He said he's walking down the street in Chicago and, and uh, white dudes come up to him and say, hey man, aren't you that from Empire of Does that sound like how white people talk? I know white people. They don't talk like that. Are you that from Empire? They would never say that. It sounds like something that I would say. If you're racist and homophobic, you're not even gonna know who this is. You can't watch Empire. <laughs> Black people never feel sorry for the police, but this time we even felt sorry for the police. Can you imagine if you was a police veteran taking this kid's police report? Okay, Mr. Smoulier, please tell me what happened. All right, 2 a.m. You left the house at 2 a.m. It's minus 16 degrees. And... You were walking. You were walking. All right. And, and where were you going? Subway. Sandwiches? That's when the men approach you? Did you see them? Do you have any... Okay, what do they have on? MAGA hats! MAGA hats on in Chicago? Excuse me one second, Mr. Smoulier. Frank, come here for a second. Find out where Kanye West was last night. Yeah, we just got taken down by Facebook for playing a video that has, by the way, 12 million views on YouTube. So YouTube can host it. It's also on Facebook, but if I play it on mine, on my show, then of course it get, my show gets banned. Just so you know, that's the modern Democratic Party totalitarian system they're trying to usher in with COVID-19. Aaron will try to get all the Facebook people back. This is why I need all of you on Rumble. All of you on Rumble, like and share everybody on Facebook. You're not watching now, so I'm speaking to nobody but myself and everybody on Rumble. But... Switch over to BlackRobeTV.com. Switch over to TomLifely.com. Stay on Rumble. Make sure Rumble's about to get a whole lot bigger, a whole lot maybe even better. We don't know. We'll see how it goes. But make sure right now that you like and share on Rumble. And welcome back to all the people as you stream back on from Facebook. All right, let's go to the next thing. Picture. Here it is. 12 major cities break homicide records in 2021. 12 major cities break homicide records. There it is. Portland. St. Paul, Indianapolis, Toledo, Louisville, Rochester, Philadelphia, Columbus, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Austin, Texas, Tucson, Arizona. Let's go to the next one. uh, Jake Snyder tweet. All 12 cities are run by Democrats. 12 U.S. cities. Leave that tweet back up for me. 12 U.S. cities that have broken annual homicide records. Leave it up for me. There you go. Yeah, you can go to the next one, Will. Here they are, Portland, run by Democrats, Indianapolis, Toledo, Rochester, St. Paul, run by Democrats, Philadelphia, Columbus, Baton Rouge, Austin, run by Democrats, Louisville, Tucson, and Albuquerque, New Mexico, all run, uh, um, all run by Democrats. Let's look at their numbers. Up in Portland, 72%. Up, I mean, up the I mean, highest. Go back, to the, uh, go back to the previous one, Will. I think it's got the percentage increase on it, the red one. There you go. Thank you. Portland's up 
St. Paul's up 25%. Indianapolis is up 44%. Toledo's up 63%. Louisville's up 111%. Rochester, 144%. Think about that. Rochester, New York is up 144%. 144%. Philadelphia's up 46% under Larry Krasner, their district attorney. Columbus up 121%. Wow. Baton Rouge up 91%. Think about these increases. Austin, Texas, exclusively run by the COVID-caving mayor, 175%, 22% in Albuquerque, and 87% in Tucson, Arizona. Those are the numbers. All run by Democrats. All right, Mike uh, Sacone video. Meet, and you're wondering why these crime rates go up. Re- meet the new U.S. attorney for Massachusetts, and look what she's fixated on. Play it for me. Oh, God. My kids are inside. Can we speak to you for one second, Ms. Rollins? You're in front of my house with my children? We literally just pulled up here. Yeah, but how do you know where I live? Oh, it's public record, ma'am. Right, okay. That's unbelievable. We're not stalking you at all. Yeah, but my kids are inside. Oh, we never even knocked the door. We were just parking here trying to figure out where we were going, and someen said we saw you here. So. Yeah, okay. Thanks. So happened to see you. Yeah. We did. No, we did. I, I'm going to please make sure that you're in front of my house with my children inside. And you're going to put this on oh, here. This is your house. Yeah, so as a black woman, in this moment, in this country, you're going to put my house on the screen? No, 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 ma'am. We're just here approaching you to ask you a question. Get away from my family. Speak to me at my job. If I get hurt or harmed because of this, you are on the record for that. Or my kids are, are killed. Listen. Who do you think you are? Get, this is private property. Okay, we're gonna get out of here. Get out. And you know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation. Okay. And we'll see how that works okay. with you. Absolutely. So the rantings of a white woman get you here and scare my children. No, no, no. Get no. off of our private property. We're here and I swear to God, I'm dead it. serious. We're I will find your name. You. you can ask me somewhere else. I can give do you not my name. have a camera in front of my I house. I can give you my name. Get her, I'm get them out of here. This is the Please. Boston Police. I will have you arrested. I swear to God. My children are going to be hurt. We're just here to ask a question. We didn't even know where you live. Get you away from my house. I'm serious. When someone said we please, saw you. Please. Okay, we're, we're going to step away. Thank you. Okay. Out of respect. Absolutely. Kids. Okay. In the video. Welcome back, everybody. On Facebook, I see we got 60 back on so far on the church page. My personal page hasn't come back up yet. The reason why we were banned is because we were showing a Dave Chappelle video that has, again, 12 million views on YouTube. 12 million views. It's hosted on YouTube. No problem. No copyright problem whatsoever. Millions of shares. And I show it on a podcast where we have between three and 400 people watching between my Facebook pages, Rumble, and uh, my my web my website, all that. We have about three to 400 people watching on, on a couple of Facebook pages and Rumble and my website and Black Robe TV. And I get banned. This is how it works. This is this is why you don't cave to totalitarians. Now they do whatever they want to do. Make sure you have a Rumble account. Everybody on Rumble, share, 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 share. We've got to be switching over. You make sure you have a Getter account, a Gab account, a Rumble account, because we've got to get away from Zuckerberg. Got to get away, even though Jack Dorsey has released Twitter into the hands of somebody who's even worse than him, who drops the N-bomb on his social media post, by the way. But that's where we're at. So anyway, back to the video. Did you hear what that what she said? Now remember, that is the new U.S. attorney for Massachusetts. All fixated on 
race, race, race. She actually says to that reporter, you are ranting. You are the rantings of a white woman. Imagine if the roles were reversed and the white reporter said the rantings of a black woman. This is the country that we live in right now because good people yield, which by the way, makes you not good. When you comply and you allow these totalitarians to come into power, you're afraid of being called a racist. So you don't dare say anything that could possibly ever cause you to be called a racist. So you comply. They tell you to wear a mask. You comply. They tell you to call a male a female and a female a male. And you comply because you want to be nice. This is why we have a corrupt judicial system. And why you just saw all those murder rates that I put out. This is why. Because people like this are in charge. LAPD. LAPD advises people not to come to Los Angeles. Play it for me. My message to anybody considering coming to Los Angeles, especially during the holiday season, is don't. A sobering and somewhat terrifying statement from the L.A. Police Protective League, the union representing LAPD officers. The message coming as a crime wave continues to slam the city and surrounding areas. We can't guarantee your safety. It, it is really, really out of control. Um, you know, I said it to people before. It's like that movie Purge. You know, instead of 24 hours to commit your crime, the, these bad people have 365 days to commit whatever they want. The warnings seem to resonate with residents. It's pretty scary walking at night. Sarah Veenstra moved to L.A. from Wisconsin about six months ago. She didn't realize crime and safety would be such major issues. I genuinely thought it'd be a safe area. It turned out not to be as safe as I thought. I'm definitely like carrying something on me every single time I walk out of the house when it's dark out. Rampant crime continues. Some One of my staff here, Will, just said, he goes, why did she move to Los Angeles? I'm like, exactly right. And she should not be walking down those streets by herself. Move back to where you lived before. Jack Posobiec, breaking new documents found on Waukesha. Play it for me. New documents and new charges have come down in this case. Take a listen to the local DA. The state has uncovered some intimidation that took place while the defendant was in jail at the Milwaukee County Jail with regards to the underlying domestic violence case. November 2nd, prosecutors say Brooks ran over his longtime girlfriend of 16 years only, identified by her initials with the same SUV in the parade. Between November 5th and 15th, while in jail, and despite a no-contact order from the court, the two spoke on recorded calls several times. During the calls, Brooks threatened her, once saying, quote, you acting like you got so much protection, like you safe, you on my turf, remember that. This DA should be ashamed of himself, he should have resigned two days ago. He should have resigned a month ago. And by the way, he should also be arrested. I do not understand how it is that the Wisconsin Attorney General has not filed charges on this DA yet. It should have been done, and it should have been done within the first minute of him saying, oh, it was an accident. We're so sorry that the person was only given a $1,000 bill. Listen to the probable cause statement, because here at Human Events Daily, we have uncovered the actual documents from that original case. Remember, he was locked up. And then he was let go on a thousand dollars bail. His mom paid it for him. According to the criminal complaint in Milwaukee, in a Milwaukee case on November 2nd, 2021, the defendant got into an argument with his ex-girlfriend, during which the defendant punched her in the face. After punching her in the face, the defendant got into, and I, I'm reading directly from the documents, got into a red Ford Escape, a red Ford Escape, and drove away. 
As she was walking to a nearby BP gas station, the defendant returned and struck her with the red Ford Escape running her over. As a result of the defendant's actions, his ex-girlfriend suffered a dislocated left femur and a fractured right ankle. As we know, gas stations all have security cameras, security footage. We know she was run over. And they let him out of jail for this. They let him out of jail so he could go and conduct another SUV attack, allegedly. Again, all of this is on video. Arrest every single DA in the country who is doing stuff like this. Now, let me show you this one more time. Will you put up that map for me? There you go. Perfect. Now, the reason why, now that was Waukesha, where you had the suspect here drive into the Christmas parade, killing six or seven people, at least one of, I can't remember how many of them were children, killed them. Now, why was he out? Now, why do we have these stats? Why do we have these stats right here? Every single one of these cities is run by the liberal Democratic Party. Every single one. Think about if your murder rate went up 100% like it did in Portland. But yet, these people still get reelected. Going up 25% in St. Paul, Minnesota. Was that caused by Derek Chauvin? Don't think so. 44% in Indianapolis. Look at that. I won't go over them again because I already did. But just think about it. People are getting reelected with these sorts of murder rates. Think about that. But you have right here in the Waukesha case, which was a racist terrorist attack. You have a black man who hated white people, drove over 30 white people. That is a racist terrorist attack. I don't expect anything. Give not that which is holy under the dogs. So I don't have any expectations of the media to report it. But you and I can talk about it. So why do we have murder rates like this? Well, the reason being is use Waukesha as your Petri dish, as your test case. He was arrested for what? And released for what? Let's look. He runs over. He punches his own girlfriend in the face. And with the very vehicle that he ran over everybody at the Christmas parade, he runs over his girlfriend. And then he is summarily released. And as Jack Posobiec says right there, that, that district attorney at minimum should never practice law again and should be looking at some sort of civil and possible criminal penalties for what he's done. He releases a person who ran over his... How do you get released for attempted murder? How does he... Yeah, throw that up there. How does this happen? How on earth does this happen? Because of all this, like that video I showed you from the new DA coming out of Massachusetts. What's her title? The new U.S. attorney out of Massachusetts. She's nothing but a leftist, globalist, racist. One on, you either have these people who are racist themselves, and I'm talking about black people who are racist and white people who are racist, and I mean racist against white people. White people who are racist against white people. Black people who are racist against white people. You have them making critical criminal justice decisions like letting this guy go. And now six or seven people are dead. Many people are still in ICU. And this was after he used the exact same vehicle to run over his girlfriend. How is he released? Running over somebody at minimum is attempted murder. She had a broken femur. 
It's attempted murder. And this guy is released because it's no longer about criminal justice. It's about social equity. It's about being afraid of being called a name. Differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. You go in there, that's Proverbs chapter 20, verse 10. You go into a system, whether it's Derek Chauvin, who they you know, allegedly killed George Floyd, right? How did he kill George Floyd? Do you ever think about that? I don't mean to go, I'm going a little bit long here, but do you ever think about that for a second? I'm not, listen, I was a police officer, as you've heard me say many times for 25 years. I don't agree with how Derek Chauvin handled himself on that call. But do I think he killed George Floyd, who had three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in his bloodstream? George Floyd, who had a 95% oxygenation rate in his lungs. Well, how did Derek Chauvin kill him then? Think about that. 95% oxygenation rate, which means what? A fully function. You were not, you were not asphyxiated. You were not strangled. So how did Derek Chauvin kill him? Again, simple facts. Facts responded to with what? Absolute nonsense and delusion, right? Think about it. How did, how did Derek Chauvin kill George Floyd? If George Floyd was not asphyxiated, was not strangled, then how did Derek Chauvin kill him? It's impossible. He died of a drug overdose, as the coroner said. But because we have a judiciary system that violates Proverbs chapter 20, verse 10, and Proverbs chapter 17, verse 15, which is acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both, which God will come for all of you, by the way. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, 11 through 15. Every single one of you people that is acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, you will answer to God for these things. You will answer. Barack Hussein Obama will answer for the people that he killed in drone strikes for no reason whatsoever. For the people that are sitting in federal prison. For our soldiers that are sitting in federal prison. For ROE violations. When you stuck an 18 or 19 year old kid. I'm not just talking Barack. I'm talking any president. I'm talking any senator. When you sit there. So I'm not focusing on Barack only. But I'm not even saying that he's guilty of any of this. Because I don't know. I'm just saying any president. That sat there and you sat, you put a kid who's 18 or 19 year, years old into a combat situation and he accidentally killed the wrong person or made the wrong decision and now he rots in federal prison for 30 years of his life while you snuggle and spoon with your wife every day of your life and sleep like a baby. You will answer just as man is destined to die once and after that will face judgment. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. 
So all of this stuff that's going on with our federal judiciary, local and local criminal justice systems, where people are being like Kyle Rittenhouse, wrongfully prosecuted, and then situations like this, where you're letting a murdering a person who attempted to murder their girlfriend by running them over with the very same car he used later to run over 30 people at a Christmas parade in a racist attack. You will answer for these things. You will answer. You will not, just as man is destined to die once, I don't care what Bill Gates says, I don't care what Zuckerberg says, even Elon Musk or anybody else who kind of is on the edge of transhumanism, you will die and you will face judgment. It will happen. It will happen. For certainly there is a hereafter and your hope will not be cut off. Proverbs 23, 18. Understand that. That's why you know what I've done is I've turned from all of my sin. I urge you to do the same and stop being agenda driven and be truth driven. Listen, I love all of you. Sorry we got banned for a brief time on Facebook tonight. Again, it was for the Dave Chappelle video that has 12 million views on YouTube. I show it for three minutes on here and we get banned. That's just the way it is. That's the system that we in, the unjust totalitarian censoring system that we're in right now that we need to win back. And we will and we are winning. Love you all. Back on Saturday night, 1030 a night for one hour. Also on the Christian Television Network. Love you guys. Have a great week. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, please consider investing in the program. Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this TLP cup. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.